At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Edition of Final Countdown here on VEASAN. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel on the desk, and the worst producer, Wyatt, behind the glass back there, who gives us no water, no footbox, no anything here to start a Friday. It's okay. We're going to talk NFL. We're going to talk college football. Oh, this water's disgusting. Oh, I know. It's just unbelievable. And we're uh, obviously going to get some reaction to what we saw last night, not only from a football perspective, just an overall perspective as well. We... uh, John, you are busy with the NBA guide that will oh, be out soon so as ready. well, just writing away on all the teams out there. Matt, for anybody who's curious, yes. anybody out there in the space that might be wondering like where I'm at with the production of the guide, I would say we're like 90%, 90% done. 90% there? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost there. Yeah. It's, it's going to be amazing, John digs in deeper than anybody when it comes to the NBA. So you'll be sure to want to be a VEASAN Pro subscriber because you get it as part of that deal. You can't get it a la carte, so you're going to need to be a subscriber. So let's uh, let's head to last night, and uh, Cincinnati gets it done, 27-15. to 15, Although it was not pretty at times from a Cincinnati standpoint, they did finally get it done, started to be a little bit more efficient there in the second half. If you look at all of this, I mean, this is, again, I was early on Cincinnati in the week because I – was looking at that the way that, you know, Dolphins on the field for 90 plays, defense going to be tired, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff like that, right? That being said, it was not a coast job by any stretch of the imagination. And I do wonder just your your opinion off the top, and we'll get into the game itself in just a second, but I come away from this less confident in the Bengals. And I, listen, I jumped on them two weeks ago from a divisional standpoint because I thought there was some value at plus 350 for them to win the division. But Zach Taylor is now gotten me to the point where I don't think as long as he's standing on the sideline making decisions that this is going to be a team that can ever really get it done. I mean, you look last night. You I mean, you look last night. (laughs) Incredibly efficient through the air and instead decides to run Joe Mixon in the middle of the line 22 different times for 2.5 yards per carry. And it was quite obvious that the way that you go after the Dolphins, to everybody watching except for apparently Zach Taylor, was to go through the air. Xavier Howard was out there with a bum groin. He ended up having to come out of the game because he was all nicked up. You have three. You have the best trio of receivers 
in the NFL, and yet you chose to sit there and run the ball in the line a million times, some of these crazy play calls, fourth and one, you're tossing the ball backward three yards to get one yard. I, it just so many different things that go on to where I leave that. And from a handicapping standpoint for me, like I am less confident in this team moving forward, despite all the talent, despite all the upgrades on the offensive line, despite the defense playing, by the way, a top, at a top 10 level in the NFL so far. Yeah, I would agree with all of that. It, look, the term that I always use with coaches is wins at the margins. Do, do coaches add wins at the margins? And Zach Taylor is not one of those coaches that does that. We have kind of seen that now uh, when when you talk about, like, choosing to kick field goals whenever he does yeah. inside of the half-yard line, essentially. Uh, the, like, little decisions like that are what makes you worry that he's not going to put his team in the, the best position. And here's the other part about it. There are plenty of other numbers that show you that Joe Mixon as a running back is not getting it done. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of deep in it, like statistics that give you quality of run blocking and what you should be getting your expected rushing per carry. When it comes to the run blocking you're getting, he's losing a lot of first downs. He's losing yardage. Joe Mixon is with the way that he reads these offensive line blocks. So I think when you look at this overall, this Bengals team, they are two and two. They're lucky to be two and two. But I do think that when you're talking about some of these close, these close wins that are going to come, or these close games, I should say, mm-hmm. and it comes down to a decision here or there, or the way that you manage, hey, we're going to kick here or go for it here. I don't know if I trust Zach Taylor in any way whatsoever to get that done at all. And I guess if you do want to look at the rosy side of things, I guess from a Cincinnati perspective, Joe Burrow at least under duress a little bit less last night. Now he was playing an incredibly tired defense. I do get that. Now we'll we'll end up getting all the grades and all the breakdowns from the people who are far smarter than us as to whether this offensive line had something to do with that or if it was just the defense that wasn't able to get it done. But if you are looking for a positive, he wasn't sacked a billion times. He seemed to be under pressure less last night as well. He dealt, I think, with the pressure better last night than he has in the first couple of weeks as well. Kept his eyes downfield as opposed to just tucking and kind of panicking. So if you do want to look at, at a positive outlook for this team, there's at least that. Yeah, I mean, if you want the, the actual grades uh, of the five starting offensive linemen, four of them graded 55.3 or worse for yeah. PFF standards. So it wasn't really that great from that standpoint. Um, and they did give up quite a few pressures. For me, the difference was... Burrow and the way he dealt with mm-hmm. the pressure, right? The first two games didn't really do it very well, especially that Steelers game. I think he committed like four turnover really plays when he was under yep. pressure. He dealt with it a lot better this time around. And that's the thing for me that I think you get a little bit more confident in uh, when you're watching what happened. And, and the other part of it too is I'm very interested to see how this goes along for Burrow. Last year, he was one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz. He was tremendous. It was a reason why he picked apart the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. in that one game last year. This year, that hasn't been the case. And again, here in this game, when they blitzed him, they only blitzed him on 12 of his 35 dropbacks. He didn't grade out that well. He didn't compl- like, He wasn't really that great. And I wonder if that was last year an anomaly in the way that he yeah. was picking apart the Blitz or if he's seeing different things. That was my takeaway when it came to like the pressure and how Burrow was handling it. I thought he handled it better, but I'm still surprised that he has not been that good against the Blitz because he was med- amazing last year. Now, we are a sports betting show, so we have to look at this from a sports betting angle. With the Tua situation last night for the Dolphins, the outlook on them, of course, they were – they were 3-0 heading into the game. They had, you know, the offense had certainly performed at a super high level. The defense was dragging behind, but you would like to think that maybe once they got a little bit healthier that they were going to to turn things around. Now, to a, who knows how long he's going to be out. I mean, we will, we'll see how that all, all shakes out. What is kind of your outlook on this team now, knowing that we're at least going to get a game of Teddy Bridgewater, likely two games, I guess, of Teddy Bridgewater? Is that wins, losses? Do you How much do you downgrade, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, I think you're downgrading Miami a bit here. Like, mm-hmm. I, to, to the actual number and degree, maybe we're talking like a point, point and a half. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater did not look great yesterday. He yeah. committed multiple turnover-worthy plays. Obviously, the bonehead interception that was very, uh, very bad on his end. I think what's going to be interesting is this is now the test of McDaniel because his mm-hmm. his scheme put Tua in really comfortable positions. Yeah. He made a lot of really friendly throws, and that's the way that this team has had success offensively. I don't doubt that he is a guy who will be able to put Teddy Bridgewater in a lot of positions where he's going to be successful. But the I think the thing that is not realized about Teddy Bridgewater, Matt, is if you actually look at some of his numbers in the past few years, He's considered a game manager. He puts the ball in danger yeah. way more often yeah. than people really think, and yeah. you saw that yesterday. So I think that's going to be kind of the bugaboo with, uh, with Teddy Bridgewater is, is he going to continue to be a turnover-worthy play machine guy? Because if that's going to be the case, those turnover-worthy plays are going to turn into turnovers and your offense is going to suffer. Yeah, I, I just – it's it's for me, I look at that at that Dolphin squad, and I'm like, man, because is this defense really going to be that bad moving forward? Are you, they are yeah. going to get Byron Jones back. He's going to come off of IR. You do wonder – but the saving Howard thing with a – with a groin injury for a corner, that's never any good. It link, it you know, got to the point where he had to leave the game last night. 
I don't know. I don't have a very rosy outlook for this Dolphin squad. I'll put it you know, because I, 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 I agree, and mm-hmm. it does seem – now, look, the schedule is not insanely tough, but it is a lot of maybe potentially mm-hmm. like-rated teams, especially with the downgrade without Tua. The Carolina Panthers started 3-0 and last year, yeah. right? But I thought with Carolina, to be fair, there are a lot more indicators that, that team was fraudulent mm-hmm. than there are with Miami. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. But you do have a wild comeback against the Baltimore Ravens uh, as part of your three wins here. And if that doesn't go your way, you're 2-2 two and two and looking at a couple of matchups without two in which things look a lot different for you. Now, we got some college football tonight. I know that you do have some action on those games tonight. Yeah, you and I'll be in New Mexico mm-hmm. later tonight. Uh, that's one of them. So this is more of just kind of pushing against the rating here yeah. uh, because the market has swung really far in the direction of UNLV, and rightfully so. They're undefeated against the spread. They're 3-1. Uh, they have been a very surprising team by uh, by EPA standards, one of the best running games in the country. But I think when you're looking at a matchup with New Mexico, who runs a really good defense, that 3-3-5 scheme under Rocky Long, does a tremendous job here. It's been interesting to watch, Matt, what the market did with this on Sunday on our opening, our College Football Lines Revealed show. Check that out as part of the uh, College Football (laughs) Betting Podcast. Uh, This actually immediately went up to 17 Mm -hmm. and then bought back down immediately after that to the 14.5 mark. So I grabbed 14.5. I think I'm just going to buy against the perception here, which is UNLV is a really good team. But at the beginning of the year, this is like a three and a half, four, maybe a seven point spread as opposed to 14 and a half of the 17 that it got to. So I'm just going to sell high here on UNLV in the spot at home. Uh, and by the way, getting ready for an option on a short week is not really the best situation yeah. to be in for a college team. Uh, and the other was, it's pretty simple handicap here. San Diego State took six and a half of them earlier in the week. I'll take my chances taking six and a half against mm-hmm. a team that fired their offensive coordinator and their starting quarterback entered the transfer portal. Right. It has a young quarterback who didn't really look good on the road in Corvallis against Oregon State. So those are the two sides that I got tonight. Over in the NFL, Minnesota Vikings, New Orleans Saints going down early for us out here on the West Coast. Oh, come on, I'm up to, by three hours at that point. On, Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, as we sit right now, three in favor of the Vikings. We have seen three and a halfs hit, and as soon as the three and a halfs hit, they kind of go away. There is still one three and a half rest of country as we sit right this second. So if you did want to take the Saints, you can get that. Um, we do know James Winston not going to go. Michael yep. Thomas not going to go for the Saints. And with that, only solidifies my position anyway. So I got on the Vikings when this line first came out. Listen, full disclosure, I have a point and a half on the Vikings. It's a really good number. That said, if I didn't have that ticket, I'd probably still play the three on Minnesota. And yep. mainly because if you look at this, this is – if there's no Michael Thomas out there, the bright spot for this offense has been Chris Olave. Well, where does Chris Olave shine? And that is down the field. And Jameis Winston leads the NFL in average depth of target. He's not going to be back there. It's going to be Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton does not push the ball down the he field. He will not lead the league. Yes, in average depth yes. Of he does not push the ball down the field. He's not going to take advantage of what Olave does best. And then so basically it's going to be, can you win this game? throwing dump-off passes to Alvin Kamara out of the backfield and whatever Jarvis Landry can do, he's kind of hurt as well. Yeah. So, for me, pretty simple. Kind of, You were saying a simple handicap earlier. For me, kind of simple handicap as well. It's just, a, it's just a, a team that doesn't have any offensive weapons, in my opinion, playing up against a team that just has a better offense. Yeah, I think the argument you're making for New Orleans is that if Andy Dalton won't do those dynamic things that you're talking about, uh, Andy Dalton, I don't think, will commit a turnover-worthy play on 5.1% yeah. of his passing attempts. So, I think that's kind of the flip side of it, which is he'll take care of the ball a little bit more more than Jameis Winston will, uh, but that also eliminates some of the, the dynamic aspects of your offense because there's a reason why you go down the field. Uh, but then again, the offense has not looked really the dynamic since that second yeah. half against Atlanta. But I would agree with your assessment overall. I, I think the Vikings would be the side here. I just think if you're supporting New Orleans, you're building the case around Andy Dalton not putting your offense behind the eight ball. And with all that, I do think from a player props perspective, I would be looking at what Kamara brings to the table here, yep. catches, yards, different things like that. Because again, Dalton... James Winston does not dump it off out of the backfield, and Andy Dalton will. So I think that that definitely increases his value this week for sure. We continue with the NFL here. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The v Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide's a must-have. Key insights, data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. VEASAN Hockey Prep Guide, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You can only get it by being a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Go and do it. You're going to get John's in a NBA guide when it comes out as well. Like, Please don't make me write an NHL you, guide. You, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know what? I actually, I am going to, I am, I'm going, I'm going to read this this weekend. I'm actually going to read NHL it. guide? I'm, I'm going to read this this I'm weekend. about, uh, I would say a third of the way through. Uh, Andy did a great job. Andy did a fantastic job. I, I'm going to tell you why I'm going to read it because I'm at least going to know 12 hockey players' names this season, and that's my goal. So, uh, look, here's the thing. I, I really enjoy the sport of hockey. Like, I actually do. But it, because it's, you know, lock and step with the NBA, I never really get to watch yes. it. Same. So that's why so that's actually, yeah, yeah, that's, so that's why I read the guide because yeah. I at least get an idea of like, okay, yeah. these teams are going to be kind of good. And then once the playoffs begin, if I can take in a game here or two, I'm in. Like on, on sports such as the NBA, and I explain this to people all the time, they're like, dude, why, can't, why don't you just, just learn hockey? Then to better. Yeah. I'm like, listen. They, they, there's multiple games every day, and it's it's not like the NFL where you can, I got all week to prep for a Sunday. Where there's games every single night, you got to whatever. Like you can't follow two sports like that. Yeah, you it's, just can't do it. It's very hard, especially when like for me too. I'm a big college basketball fan as well. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. I, I write for our college basketball guide every single year too. So the second, almost the second, I'm done with the NBA guide, <laughs> the assignment comes down for the college basketball guide, and I'm already reading up right. on college hoops. So man, th- but I will say this, and this ties into everything. Mm-hmm. This is why it's the best time of year. Because I love winter and I love all the winter sports and all these things that get started right around this time. All the football, football underway, basketball underway, hockey underway, and the best time to become a VEASAN subscriber. There it is. 175 smackaroos until the end of the Super Bowl. So just go ahead, get in on it, and you can do that. Or you can do the year long for 50% off the monthly price. Browns at the Falcons, and this is a game that I think if people yeah. said, if I looked at someone who was in a, you know, in a coma and they came out of a coma and I said, oh, by the way, this is two of the most efficient offenses in the NFL right. uh, after three weeks, and they'd be like, yeah, no, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, no, it's not. No, it is. These are actually two of the best efficient, from an efficiency standpoint, offenses in the NFL. Cleveland actually, shockingly, is sitting here with an offensive VPA of sixth in the NFL. Pro Football Focus has rated this offense second Overall, DVOA at third through the short part of the season here. And then you look over on the Atlanta side. Eighth in efficiency, for, according to DVOA. Ninth pro, pro football focus. If you look, the offensive EPA, ninth as well. So they've been able to move the ball. Now, one of the things that they've not been able to do is keep people from moving the ball, John. They are equally as bad on the defensive side as they have been impressive on the offensive side, which leads us to a game in which 
I'm asking myself why I didn't play the over, and I just haven't quite gotten there yet. It is a lean for me, but it's it's not in the account. Quite yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything there, and this is a topic that we have brought up and that I brought up with you multiple times. The Falcons came into this year much better offensively than the market thought they were going to be, and that is why they have covered every spread up to this point and why they've been a lot more competitive than a lot of people really realize. So I would think that from an over perspective, I would agree, because the thing that surprised me about the Browns is not that they've been efficient offensively because the running game has been great. Mm -hmm. You can work your passing attack off your running game. The thing that's been surprising to me is I think they're eighth worst in terms of EPA per play defensively. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to be a lot better defensively than they actually are currently right now, at least when it comes to their statistical output. So this has all the makings of a high-scoring affair. I think from a side perspective, I think the market is starting to catch up a little bit uh, against Atlanta, right? You know, this is probably a little bit higher. Remember, Atlanta was rated as one of the worst teams in the NFL coming into the season, and the Browns were barely a one-point favorite against Carolina, a team at the beginning of the year was rated higher than Atlanta. So I think we're starting to see the rating catch up with the Falcons, but I would say I agree with your assessment that from an over standpoint, uh, the initial thought was to look at this thing over the total because the Browns have been a lot worse defensively than I initially thought. Yeah, I, I do have the I do have the Falcons in a teaser. Now that is only available at one book rest of country right now. There is one one and a half still left. Everything's now one uh, except for that one book. We're looking at about 47, 47 and a half, the total in this thing. I mean, I think if you and I'm not joking, like when I when I when I say this to you, to you out there, the number four graded quarterback in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus is Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Now, I think there's some nuance there where it's like, okay, is it an overly complicated passing scheme? Like what the throws sure. are, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, when you have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL, your passing attack doesn't have to be overly right. complicated. His ADOT's pretty low, 7.2. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, they keep it close to the line of scrimmage. They don't ask too much of him, but he's only thrown one pick. He has the same number or more touchdown passes then Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. So that is what you're getting in Jacoby Brissett for this yep. Brown squad right here. So, I mean, again, it's, it's a game. I, I think there's going to be points. I think the Falcons keep it close. That's why I have this. Listen, we don't know for sure what the situation is with, with Miles Garrett. So, I mean, there's, there, that is questionable and all that. So, I mean, this defense, which is already kind of beat up, could be even more beat up. Oh, if, if Marcus Mariota now all of a sudden has time to use his legs mm -hmm. a little bit more, if that pressure's not going to get there, extend plays out. Uh, yeah, this has the makings of, again, it just being a higher scoring game. And I think a lot of people initially, first glance, would look at this and go, why is that total so high? Oh, Atlanta's not right. going to be able to score against this team when the reality has been Atlanta's been able to score against Sly. And like the Rams game, for example, the vast majority yeah. of it come in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but they're mm -hmm. still able to do this against some of these defenses that haven't been very good. And the Browns right now are one of those. Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are three-point home favorites. There are a couple three-and-a-halves out there. So Cowboys taking a little bit of money today, 41, 41-and-a-half is the total. We know it's going to be Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush has actually been fairly good so far. We yep. know the big story here will basically be, can the commanders keep Carson Wentz upright? He has been sacked 15 times already this season. That's tied for most in the league. We know that the Cowboys have the most sacks in the league so far. And when he's not getting sacked, he's getting pressured. 53 pressures yep. on dropbacks so far for Carson Wentz, and of course, to make matters worse, he's 24th in the NFL throwing while pressured, so there's also that. So it's it's basically, I mean, I, there was a big group out there, an influential group that came in on Washington. When this got to three and a half, they came in and, and they betted off that three and a half to get it back down to three. So they're, they're seeing something I'm not. It's For me, I think Carson Wentz is going to have a hell of a time trying to get the ball down. The yeah, and you hit on the point for me that's actually been the most important one. With, with time to get ready for mm -hmm. an opponent, the Cowboys offense looked okay, and Cooper Rush graded out really well against the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. He, you know, the yardage, I think a lot of people look, it's only 6.9 yards per attempt, 215 yards, but the completion percentage was high, graded out in 82.1 by PFF standards, didn't commit a turnover-worthy play, and he was relatively aggressive in terms of his throwing. His average of the target was nine yards downfield. Yeah. So you put all those things together against the Washington team that you have noted very well in our Fridays when we're talking about them, <laughs> that they stink on defense, and that's putting it very kindly – Again, if Cooper Rush has shown he could be somewhat serviceable here with a week to prepare and the game plan around him, and then he gets that again here in this spot, I am I'm not eliminated the Cowboys from a contest per se, like you know, from me. a contest uh, a consideration. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm going to actual bet like Cowboys minus three, but will they be on my super contest card? There's a, there's a chance that they might. That, that's where I'm kind of looking at this as well, and mainly what it comes down to for me is what like I'm. Look, I'm biased against Carson Wentz. I think he's terrible. So there, there, we'll get that out. All right, right. there, there. Agreed. I bear my soul to Agreed. you. Yes, I don't like Carson Wentz. That being said, 
So with Micah Parsons and company coming after him, the thing the thing that really stuck out to me, and I understand small sample size, but the early down success and the early down EPA for this Washington team is 30th in the NFL. So if you are putting Carson Wentz in these third and long situations yep. where Micah Parsons and company can know they can just blitz the hell out of you and come after you, I just don't know how they have a lot of success in those type of scenarios. So unless they can flip some sort of crazy switch here and be better on first down, be better and try to get it to where it's not these third and sevens and third and eights and stuff like that. I just don't know how they get it done. Yeah, no, I I would completely agree with that at this point right now. And when you're, when you're Carson Wentz too, when your defense continues to give up what it does at some point, you don't have to be perfect, but you got to cut out the turnover worthy plays. And again, with Carson Wentz, he's near the bottom of the league and turnover worthy play rate. And that's not something that's going to change anytime soon. Before we get into another game, I do want to get your thoughts on this. I read an article just about how scoring, scoring down. We've seen this with the totals, right? Yep. So the average 42.1 points for the first three weeks of the season. It was 47 last year through the first three weeks of the season. Just wondering if you have an idea as to why that might be. I mean, my only guess here is just that, you know, basically the the Patrick Mahomes effect where these defenses are just now playing more of these two high zones and just basically making de- making offenses dink and dunk and chip the ball down the field. We're seeing less explosive plays, so there's fewer like quick scoring opportunities. That's kind of my only guess here is that have you what, what do you kind of see here early on? In the yeah, I, I think that's a really big part of it. I'm sure at the beginning, like the very beginning, like mm-hmm. week one or so, uh, we did see a higher rate of guys not playing in the preseason. I'm sure that factors into it. There's a lot of those. But I think your point is is the best one, which is like look at Matthew Stafford, look at Patrick Mahomes, even look at a team like Buffalo and just the way that they play mm-hmm. overall. Buffalo still to this point has only blitzed five times by PFF numbers. Yeah, they're they're just sitting back and sending four and and dropping back into coverage like you're talking about. And if you listen to smarter people than us, uh, they talk more about cover two coming back a little bit more, and that leads to everything that we're seeing here, and I think that's a really big reason why. As it goes along, we'll probably see these offenses adjust, but I think that's a big reason why we've seen this early on because the the totals have been very surprising. And and that's why I bring it up because I hope that you and I, throughout the course of the season, will be able to start to see a trend maybe where it swings a little bit too far and we can be ahead of this because, again, these offenses are smart. These quarterbacks are good. They'll get something figured out. That's for sure. We're going to talk to Mike Pritchard here on the other side, see what he thinks about everything going on in the NFL this week. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and touchdown insurance offers every single Sunday. All season long, if you build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Now wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, and if he scores at any time, he could be the seventh score, the eighth score, the ninth score, doesn't matter. You get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time in the game, betrivers.com, or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. You can find him right here on multiple different shows. You can find him on the the Twitter machine at M.I. Pritchard. He is Mike Pritchard. Mike, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm going to start out here with the obvious, 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 and that is talking about Tua and what you saw last night and what goes on basically from a player's perspective. And I don't want to treat it too lightly, but I do want to ask, you know, like if you're on the sideline and one of your stars goes goes down like that, what is the reaction from guys on the sideline? You know, I mean, we've seen guys rally around and it kind of becomes a, you know, win one for the for the player type situation. We've also seen where it looks like it really deflates the entire sideline. So just, you know, as a guy who's been there, done that, what is it like? Well, it's heartbreaking, uh, to be honest with you, fellas. I mean, it, you, you never want to see a teammate or an opponent uh, go down like that. You never want to see that reaction to going down like that. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen... Uh, you know, situations where people were knocked out and, you know, the entire body goes stiff. I've never seen what I saw last night with Tua. And I've been knocked out, and um, my body actually went into convulsions. So um, I, it's, it's hard to see. It's hard to witness. And, and certainly we don't want to see that happen at any moment. But you are taught as a professional athlete to move on. Like it's in our DNA to kind of forget something bad because we have to, you have to remain confident. You have to remain focused. 
Uh, and so when it's that part of you, when it's, when it's connected to you that way, uh, that's what we saw play out last night. I mean, I think from an emotional standpoint, would that have provided a lift for the Miami Dolphins? Probably not. I mean, you're on the road and you see the energy from Cincinnati. Uh, you see the white out. I mean, that was going to be tough to match anyway. But uh, I, I think it's just heartbreaking. But you just got to put it in the back of your mind, forget about it, and hopefully get the good news uh, after the game like uh, they did receive with Tua. Mike, one more on this Tua thing. Just your thoughts. We were talking about this off the air. Should the outrage be directed at Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins? Because I feel like there are procedures in place here. Or should we be talking more about that procedure that maybe needs to be altered? You know, when you get concussed and then play on a short week, even if you get cleared, you are more susceptible to these injuries. I think maybe that's what we should be focusing on as opposed to maybe accusing Mike McTannion and the Dolphins of purposely putting him out there and skipping some protocol, no? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think it is on the franchise, uh, JVT, because okay. think about it. It's the National Football League, and it's 32 owners, and it's 32 different franchises. Each franchise operates differently. Uh, I, I, would, I would venture to guess that Mike McDaniel does not know what to do, and he was advised what to do. I mean, he's got Studisville, he's got John Embry, he's got a lot of people that have been in the league for a while to help help him advise him in a new situation being a head coach. I, I don't think he has the full authority right there, which is sad because a more experienced coach would have been like, you know, I, I'm not going to put my quarterback in that situation. I mean, I, I get it. He wasn't in the protocol, and that's where, that's where the Dolphins failed. They didn't put him in the protocol because if he would have been put in the protocol, okay, they would have followed up with the MRI. They would have followed up with some other examinations other than the preliminary ones that they did in the locker room. Uh, so I, I think any traumatic brain injury or any blow to the head, that should involve more further thorough examination, period. You should not give an eyeball test. You should not give this this locker room, are you okay test? How many fingers do I have? Can you count from backwards by threes from 100? You know, don't do not do that to me. You know, not, not with the information that we have now. Uh, if anything, you saw him stagger. That right there should have put him in the protocol, but they didn't put him in the protocol. And uh, now we see what happened Thursday night. And, and fortunately, uh, right now, uh, you know, we don't know what the lingering effect is going to be. But right now, it seems like everything's okay. Pritch, one question I want to ask you is about all of these wide receivers. Specifically, you know, we get we get Chris Godwin, we get Julio Jones, these guys that, uh, I mean, in Julio's case, getting a little bit up there in age, and then Godwin with a hamstring. As a wide receiver, is that is it the hamstring injury when you see these guys that it gets listed? Is that what really piques your interest the most? Because for me, it seems like there's such a incredibly high rate of re-injury with this, and like these guys try to push it almost like they go out there too soon. Because I want to bet the Bucks this week. I want to come in and think that Godwin and Julio and them are going to be out there, but. You know, these lingering injuries with, with wide receivers out there running routes and, and doing all the different things that they're doing gives me a bit of pause. Yeah, it should. I mean, hamstrings, uh, that's the worst enemy to a receiver or a sprinter. Uh, when you start pulling hamstrings, they are tough to heal fully, uh, and you're going to have lingering problems. I was fortunate enough in my entire career I never pulled a hamstring, uh, and so I, I never had to deal with that. But I know a number of guys, once you start pulling a hamstring, you're going to have repeated issues with a hamstring. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast when it comes to that particular muscle, that soft tissue, uh, that, you're, that you're never fully healed again. And, and so any, any receiver out there with a growing situation or a hamstring situation, if they don't allow that thing to heal as much as possible, uh, if, if that's possible at all uh, during the course of a season, then, then they're not going to be out there uh, each and every Sunday or, or any game day. I think for Godwin, he's overcompensating for the ACL, and that's why he's got the hamstring situation. Julio's old, and, and certainly he's been undependable in, you know, for a while. So uh, I, I think for that guy, uh, I, I, I just can't depend on him. Now, they get Mike Evans back, Tampa. They also have Cole Beasley, which is a slot receiver. He's going to be more integrated with the, with the offense a little bit. So it, it's Tom Brady. It's a pick him now. Uh, I liked them when they were in a dog situation. Uh, and so uh, at a pick them with that defense and, and getting a playmaker like Mike Evans back, I think that's going to be helpful for uh, Tampa Bay. So, Mike, uh, Matt and I were talking about this right before we had you on. Totals up to this point. It's been a lower scoring start to the season. Uh, Dave Tooley, mm-hmm. our colleague here, 
uh, has unders as a whole hitting at a 62.5% clip. Uh, what have you seen? Because one of the things we threw around was you're seeing a lot of other teams get a little bit more patient with their defensive coverages, right? They're not blitzing as much. The Bills have only blitzed opponents five times. Uh, cover two seems to be a little bit more in vogue now than it was the last few seasons. Are you seeing some of the same things? What are you watching now offensively for some of these teams that have caused some of these games to be so low scoring? Yeah, you know what, JVT, I think it's a combination of between the 20s, it's as easy as it's ever been to move the football. Uh, and a lot of people know that. Um, you know, you think about Kansas City, they had to throttle it down because of how defenses were, were playing them. They they elected to get away from making a big play or creating a big play to matriculating the ball down the fields. And so offenses are slower now. Look at how long drives are. Mm -hmm. Like you, you got 10, 12, 16, 18 play drives going on right now at the beginning of the year, uh, which is fascinating because I, I think uh, it's just a, a com combination of a lot of factors, whether it's the illegal contact that guy or defenses are afraid of, or, or just saying, look, we're going to keep everything in front of us, not give up these big plays. Uh, if we do give up a big play, they're not going to go for a score. And then uh, hunker down in, in red zone. Like, look at red zone efficiencies, you know, and that, that's been incredible to kind of witness. Uh, I think some over situations, if you look at Detroit, and the reason why there's a good over situation is because they're allowing five red zone opportunities a game. <laughs> so I don't care how good you think you can be in a red zone. If you're allowing that many opportunities to your opponent, that's just not going to bode well. So um, I, there's a lot of factors, JVT. Uh, you're on to something right there. Uh, eventually, though, uh, as teams get away from scheme and we get into more matchup situations, and maybe that'll sway to the offensive side and, and we'll see more points out there. Talking to Mike Pritchard, you can find him Pro Football Blitz here on VEASAN. Mike, uh, what are we looking at from your betting angles this week? I see a Falcons-Broncos teaser on your card. Yes, you do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy about that. I had to dust off the uh, former team teaser there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't go all three, though. I couldn't go all three with Seattle. I, I'm still working on that. I mean, even though um, – Detroit's missing some playmakers. I, I'm not so, so confident about that one. But I, I got a two-team teaser uh, right there with my former teams. I, I got the Broncos up to eight and a half, and I got the Falcons uh, up to uh, as well. And, and so um, when I'm looking at that, um, and I got another teaser with Tampa. Like I said earlier, I got uh, on the other side of seven. I got seven and a half, and I got the Ravens. Uh, even with the weather, I got them up to nine. So I'm, I'm happy about that, too. I think Lamar Jackson's just been incredible. Uh, so far this year, guys. And what what's stood out to me, and we're just talking about offenses, is because he's a pocket passer, talking about Lamar Jackson, look how easy those explosive runs are now for him. Because teams are dedicating themselves, okay, we got to prevent this, we got to prevent that. He's in the pocket, we got to do this. And then all of a sudden, it's the perfect time to call a Lamar Jackson design run play. And they've gone for, you know, 75 plus. And so when you operate that way on offense, uh, I think that could be a definite weapon for you and definitely an advantage for you as well. Catch him right here on the Pro Football Blitz over on Twitter at M.I. Pritchard. He is Mike Pritchard. Thanks for the time, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, have a great weekend. Thanks, man. Nicest guy on the network. He's nicer than me. He's nicer than you. Say, was, yeah, that's you know, pretty. Nicest, nicest guy, guy on this show right now. That's yeah, for certainly. Sure, yeah. yeah, definitely. Better, definitely better than Wyatt. That's for sure. Good gracious. We'll continue with the NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thank you. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to this segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches, fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotines, help millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there's not a right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. So when you feel like it is that time for you, be sure and check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at ZYN.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So let us continue on here talking about these games. And this one is actually fairly interesting to me, John, because I am on the fence about where I want to go with this. I was actually considering, and I I full-on was considering, playing the Lions in um, in Survivor this week. And now with the uh, Amon Ra St. Brown injury, and he is going to be out for this game, I can't go there because the only reason I would back the Lions is if the Lions are at full strength and right. they could take advantage of this very poor Seattle defense. Well, what we've got now is a very, very poor Lions defense as well, and that offense not at full strength to be able to fire back at Seattle, and Seattle's getting more than a field goal against this Detroit Lions team, and I think my thought of this game has completely flipped where I'm like, maybe I want to back Seattle in this thing, and I can't believe I'm saying that, a team that I have power rated as the second worst team in the NFL right now, but I I can't get away from the thought of, the way that the Lions stay in games is right. because they just score with you, right? Like, they understand you're going to score. We just score with you. We score along with you. Well, no Swift, no St. Brown, and now I have a different view of this team. Yeah, I think I agree with all those. I think if you're still trying to convince yourself of Detroit in this game, the one thing you're looking at is – the offensive line from a run blocking standpoint has been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the league leader from a running back perspective in yards before contact per attempt is DeAndre Swift. He's averaging five and a half yards per carry before contact. That's yeah. incredible. That's absolutely wild to, to think about that. And part of it's the run scheme. And, and the Lions do so much with their run schemes, yeah. right? That I mean, there's, there's zone blocking, there's traps, there's all sorts of stuff that they're doing that's going to set up their running game for success, I think, regardless of DeAndre Swift's absence. Now, having said that, we did just speak about Joe Mixon. Running backs do also make the most of their run blocking. So you can put in a guy who maybe doesn't do the most or doesn't read it perfectly like a DeAndre Swift does. But I think that if you're going to make the case that you still want to back Detroit, it's that the running scheme is so sound and their offensive line has been so good that there might not be that much of a drop-off with DeAndre Swift being hurt. Now, the other injury, like with Brown, that's a really big blow. The mm-hmm. guy's dynamic, high targets, like he's absolutely incredible. The chain mover, he's right. the guy that golf looks to every yep. single time, like all the different stuff. He's, it's like that was the one that really, that was the one that I, I was hanging on early on in the week because, again, I've, I've been trying to play this super high variance strategy in, in mm-hmm. Survivor, and I really wanted to go Detroit this week, but I just can't do it with, when you look at like, 
You know, Geno Smith's actually been weirdly efficient, right? Like, yeah. when the games have not been out, if you remove the garbage time statistics, when, you know, the defenses know exactly what he's going to do, and so it's, it's harder to, to produce. But when you remove the garbage time statistics, like, Geno Smith's actually been fairly Solid, efficient man. for yeah. this team. And so it, it does give me pause. Now, Seattle's defense is complete garbage. There's no yes. doubt about that. 30th DVOA, 31st pro football focus. If you look at their EPA, they're 32nd, dead last in the league in defensive EPA. So there's a lot to hate about this defense. But, you know, without the, you know, the two explosive playmakers for the Lions, I think it kind of makes them far more pedestrian from yeah. an offensive standpoint. So just tough for me. I don't, I mean, I'm not forcing a bet, but I do, I do have a weird lean to Seattle for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I, no, I can, I can completely understand it. And I, I think, from with all the injuries, this was easy to scratch off for mm -hmm. me. Uh, but I do think that I'd be curious. And look, I think one of the reasons the thing the market is getting right too is uh, the total getting better from forty six to forty eight. Yep. Even with some of the injuries, this does seem like this is going to be almost similar to Philly, Detroit, where yep. those two teams didn't really have an answer for the other. And now you're just wondering, all right, if this is going to be a high scoring game because that leads to more variance, which side of the variance is going to think this thing going to land on? It might be on the team that does have the better quarterback at this point. That's Geno Smith. <laughs> so crazy. Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. This has been a hot topic all week, and I'm very curious to get your opinion. We sit right now, the Colts, as three-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Tennessee Titans, a total of 42-and-a-half to 43. One thing we do know, yes, there is a win in the column for Tennessee, uh, I mean, for Indianapolis last yes. week against the Chiefs. That said. Thank gift, you, Chris Jones, by the way, right? Gifted, <laughs> gifted a touchdown with a muffed punt. A weird fake field goal call, whatever, you know, again, like, I don't know if Andy Reid's losing his fastball or not, but, like, it's just, it was a very weird game from right. the Chiefs' standpoint. And as you mentioned, the game would have been over, and instead, you know, Chris Jones decided he wanted to do that. And next, terrible, yeah, and the next thing you know, off we go. So, they now find themselves as three and a half. So, you're a hook, not even just a field, a three and a half point favorite over the Tennessee Titans. And I guess my question to you is, are the Colts at this, at this juncture – Three and a half points better than anybody other than the bottom feeders, basically yeah. in the NFL. I, so I would say probably no. Like yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's relatively safe to say no. I will say that there's a couple of things. Like if you're building the case for Indianapolis, is a few things. The first of which is Shaquille Leonard finally on the injury report is questionable. Mm -hmm. Does look like he's going to be available. And defensively, Indianapolis has done a really good job. DVOA standards. They are the second best rush defense in the National Football League. They've graded out very well in that category. Pass defense leaves a little bit more to be desired, but they're really stout up front, and that's exactly what you want to be against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, as well, defensively, are among some of the worst, the worst defenses in the NFL. I think that's why that Raiders loss was so bad for them. 29th in defensive yards per drive. If you look at it from DVOA standpoint for Tennessee, uh, they're mid, I think they're about 26, I think, in overall defensive DVOA. They're not a good defensive team in any way, shape, or form. The Raiders uh, last week might have gone one for 12 on third down, but they also averaged over six yards per play. Mm -hmm. I think if the Colts are going to find their best offensive game, because they have been terrible on offense, it's going to be here in this spot against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And from a matchup standpoint, they're so strong up front that I think it does acquiesce to the Colts' strengths here. It was not an impressive win last week. They were lucky to win, obviously, in cover. I think this it's not the worst spot for Indianapolis here, yeah. given all the matchups that go into their favor. It's, it, it is crazy that I'm sitting here having to talk myself out. Of, I mean, I, I have, you know, was so high on the Colts and yep. so down on the Titans. And here I am trying to talk myself off of making a Titans bet, right? It, mm -hmm. it seems crazy. You look at this Titans uh, injury report, though. They're going to be without Amani Hooker. He is already ruled out. So he is definitely not going to be out there. And then you have some other guys that are questionable heading into the game. And so there is, it's not like this is a clean injury report for them by any stretch of the imagination either. So just, uh, I don't know, maybe a contest play for me. Maybe not. I don't, uh, yeah. I, don't I don't really know, man. It's uh it's, it's a very interesting game though. If the, if the Colts are ever going to prove me right in this preseason handicap that they are, you know, should be winning that division and should be the team to beat in that division and should be oh. at least a team that would, this is, this is the game to prove it. This and if not, game. I can get off. I think I can clearly get off of this bandwagon because it might mean that Matt Ryan's washed. Right. Correct. So yeah. I, I agree with that assessment because if, if you are that team and to, to play devil's advocate to a certain extent, like Michael Pittman out of the lineup, you're, you mm -hmm. know, Alec Pierce, one of your new, uh, your uh, newer wide receivers, of course, rookie is uh, missed time as well. DeForest Buckner missed time. Like there are a lot of injuries and continuity issues here for Indianapolis. So now that you're starting to get a little bit better in that regard, 
regard, this is a game in which if the priors this season were correct, right. this is a game that you should be able to win and cover against Tennessee. Matt Ryan tied with Derek Carr and Josh Allen for most turnover-worthy plays so far in the NFL, so hopefully he can write that. And all of Josh Allen's turnover-worthy plays came in one game. Seriously, so. like, yes. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Bears at the New York Giants. This is sitting three in favor of the Giants. It's a soft three, so we could see some two and a halves. Actually, there's a juiced two and a half out there in the market. 39 and a half is the total. We know what the Giants are going to roll out. <laughs> Sterling Shepard gets is Sterling Shepard out. We, Leonard Williams out. I mean, like it is. It's who Daniel Jones. I think caught a bunch of flack for this past week. And honestly, I don't know what in the world he was supposed to do. I mean, yep. like he was getting pressured. I thought he played actually a pretty great game by Daniel Jones standards by not turning the ball over and not taking as many sacks. So I don't know the problem for me here, and the reason I can't get on the Giants, and I I just can't find myself back in the Bears either is because of all those injuries. I don't know who he's going to throw to. He's going to be running out either Galladay, who doesn't want to be there anymore, or a couple, you know, a couple of guys that are basically practice squad level players. And so can't back the Giants, but I certainly can't back the Bears, who, by the way, Russell Gage had 12 catches for the Bucks mm-hmm. this past week. All of the Bears wide receivers combined have 11 catches on the season. Yeah. If that tells you anything about this team. And that's so for that's where I'm at. Like Justin Fields and this Bears offense has been getting away with murder, essentially. Yeah. To win a game in which you scored 20, what, 23 <laughs> points and your quarterback in that game goes 8 of 17 for 106 yards, that's abysmal. Yeah. And I agree with you. New York, the New York Giants in that game against Dallas, he was under pressure on, I think it was 27 of his 47 dropbacks, something ridiculous like that. It was a really high rate. I I am I am in, in a bad spot because I do have a under bears on the win total, mm-hmm. and it, the, the win against San Francisco was tough for me. Yep. And now they're on pace to go over this. I need them to lose this game, but it's also more frustrating because statistically, Justin Fields has not been good. Yes. He has not been good in any way, shape, or form. He has not added to the wins for Chicago, and yet here they are. I, I think this is a spot where the Giants should be able to get this. They are favored for a reason, despite all the injuries. But uh, you won't catch me sweating. I know it feels like a two and a half should be a play on the Giants, yeah. but just with yep. nobody to throw to and nothing. Saquon Barkley is going to get a million targets yes. in this game. You should probably just play over receptions on Saquon Barkley if that's the way you want to look at this. When we roll on with the NFL when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.